Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Hey, hello there, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 38 of the Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt. And you know, when I was little, I was sometimes called Janny. Kind of, yeah, like weird. So there's a little tidbit of totally weird, absolutely useless and irrelevant info for you today. Okay, so here we are, episode 38. We're going we're gonna to just dive right into a passage that... Um, Well, actually, there are a few different places you can find in the Word of God that will sort of relate to or reference the topic I'm going to talk about today. So um, yeah, we do have a couple of primary verses we're looking at, but you're going to find indications of this theme all over your Bible, if you're looking for it, if you're willing to see it. So uh, this is a good one. I think it really is, um, there's just a lot here that I think will bless you. I'm praying it will kind of just bless you in a whole new way, you know, like just take you to a new level in your understanding of what God might be doing in your life right now, or maybe at a time in the past, or if it hasn't happened yet, it it probably will if you walk with Jesus long enough. And also to just encourage you to really anchor yourself to God and fully believe his promises as you go through this certain trying kind of a situation that I'm going to describe today. So specifically what we're going to be talking about are eagles, 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 wings, mounting up on wings like eagles, renewing your strength like an eagle. I know you've heard probably that passage from like Isaiah chapter 40. Um, There's also mention of this in Psalm 103, which I've talked about before um, on my, um, on some of my other social media outlets, and I think in on this podcast. So Psalm 103 is a great psalm to memorize. Isaiah 40 is a great chapter to memorize. If you're like a memorizing person, go for it. If you're not, go for it anyway. Memorize it. Okay, so we're going to just jump right in to this, this concept of what does it mean to renew your strength like an eagle? What in the world does the Lord mean when he when he speaks that over our lives and our circumstances, our situations, our hard times, right? Because when we're when we're just uh, kicking booty and taking names, we don't really feel like we need to be renewed. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not when you're looking for that renewal. You need renewed strength when you're just when you are down, when you are in the pit, when you are despairing of life, and it's just rough. So, if that's you, um, this is for you. If you know somebody that this would bless, share it with them. And if that isn't you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your times of refreshing. Okay, so hey, if you, um, when you read about something more than once in God's word, make sure you kind of sit up, wake up, take some notes, pay attention, because when God gives space in, in his precious word to a certain topic, a certain subject, multiple times, more than once, over and over again, it's because he chose to give it that space. Nothing is there 
by accident. And of course, you know that, but it's good to think about the fact that when he reiterates something in his word, that's for our benefit. He wants us to get it. He's placing extra emphasis and almost like extra importance on it. So we should pay attention and understand this is a word for us. He's speaking something to us. Are we are we listening? That's the key question. He's always talking. Are we always listening or are we kind of eh in the listening arena? Okay, so what is in the Bible, your Bible, which also, if you're not reading it every single day, I hope you start starting today, read it every day. Everything in the Word of God is there by design. And I mean that literally. It has a designer, the Lord God Most High. It's there by design. There are no mistakes. There are no accidents, no happy little accidents, as Bob Ross would say. Like, And you know, I've heard that Bob Ross um, kind of sounded like talked the way my dad used to talk. I don't really remember that, but so I've been told. And so I like sort of have this extra little level of affinity for Bob Ross, you know, like, okay, so anywho, nothing in God's word is there by accident. You are going to discover certain things repeated in the Bible. When there's a repeat, it's probably something God wants you to get a good, solid, firm grasp on, like just take the time to strengthen your grip, to reset your grip on whatever it is he's saying again and again. So as soon as you notice something that's like, oh yeah, I'm kind of seeing this more than once in God's word, strengthen your grip, right? I mean, steady yourself again, grab hold of it and believe it. Accept it as God's truth because it is God's truth. It's true whether you accept it or not, but man, grab hold of it and receive all the blessings, right? Okay, so get a good solid grip on these things on repeat. And that includes this whole concept of renewing your strength like an eagle that we're looking at today. This really is one of those things we need to grab hold of. And really, truly, this could be, this could be one of the most important things that I have spoken about here on the Burt Not Ernie show, maybe ever we'll talk about. I'm excited about this one. I know you think, Jan, you're always excited. I am always excited about God's word, but this one, I'm really excited. Maybe, perhaps this could be a game changer for somebody who's listening. And that's where my excitement comes from. Maybe, perhaps, it's it's you. It's going to be a game changer for you. Okay, y'all ready? Y'all ain't ready for this. Y'all ain't ready for this. Okay, let's jump in. Isaiah 40, verse 31. First, I'm going to read it from the Amplified and then from the Christian Standard Bible. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, will gain new strength and renew their power. Remember, when you see the word will, when it's a promise from God, you need to lay the emphasis on that heavy. Say it out loud if you can. Underline that word will twice in your Bible. So I'm going to read it again. I'm going to really lay the emphasis on will. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for and hope in him. That's what waiting is, folks. It's not just this lackadaisical do nothing. It is expecting, looking for, and hoping in the Lord. Those who do that will, you will gain new strength and renew your power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Okay, from the Christian Standard Bible. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. Okay, so I know you've heard that before. I know you have. You might even think you know pretty much what this means, what it implies, what the real promise is, right? And maybe you do, but maybe you don't. I learned a lot studying this. Seems fairly straightforward, self-explanatory, and yet it's just so rich with promise and hope. Hope. Man, it's it's uh 
It's September 2020. Do we not still need hope? Yes, we do. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let me share with you a second verse from Psalm 103, verse 5. And first I'm going to read the New International Version, the NIV. And it says, who, who, talking about God, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Somebody needs to hear that today. Your God is so good. He's going to satisfy those desires you have with good things, good things. If there's something good that comes from God, uh, it's like the best. Does that make sense? It's not just, eh, it's good. No, it's fantastic. And in addition, those good things he gives you have an express purpose of renewing your youth, your youth like the eagle. So in Isaiah 40, 31, it talks about renewing your strength. In Psalm 103, verse 5, it's telling us it also renews our youth. How beautiful is that? That's awesome. Okay, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified. Who, meaning God, who satisfies your years with good things. Oh, baby, can you not get excited about that? Your years. See, study verses in different translations so you just get this added layer of belief. And you can claim this and believe it, right? And I'm not talking about name it and claim it. You know, if I want to have a big old jet airliner that I own, I'm just going to say, that thing flying around the sky that I saw today, that's mine. I claim it. I don't, listen, I'm not prescribing to that kind of uh, nonsense, right? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not. If you take umbrage with that, that's all right. That's fine. I take God's word as it is. I don't add to it uh, extra levels of things that aren't there. I'm not promised that I can just claim uh, a $10 million mansion and a big old jet airliner for my own and drive a Rolls Royce. Plus, also, if I'm not accomplishing kingdom work, what's the point? Hello, know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you can claim that this promise is yours because it is. My youth is going to be renewed. My years, throughout all my years, God's going to satisfy me with good things. All my heart's desires, not just my desire right now, all of it, all of it from here on out. I may have not believed it for the last 10 years of my life. I may have been in a real funk and in a dark place. I may need to have like a Joshua chapter one moment where God comes to me on repeat, like a three-peat is how many times he said it to Joshua. Be strong and very courageous. You know, when Moses said, I'm not going anywhere if you don't go with me. And he said, oh, I'll go with you. And he said, good, because I'm not going if you don't go with me. You know, sometimes we need that extra boost. So it doesn't, don't look back and say, man, I really kind of been lousy at this. I haven't believed that God is going to do things in my right now and my tomorrow. I haven't believed for that. We'll start believing now because it's true. It's true. You're, you are going to gain new strength for right now, but also your years, right? So he's going to give you, satisfy your desires with good things, and he's going to satisfy your years with good things. He knows everything you're going to need all the way to your last moment, and he's a good God. So trust him to satisfy your years with good things. Starting right now, 2020 has maybe been rough for pretty much everybody on the planet. Like if you don't own Amazon, you're probably not making a killing during all of this, right? You know what I'm saying? So expect him to begin to satisfy even the remaining months of this year with good things, good things. And why? Why does he do that? The rest of the Amplified says this, so that your youth is renewed like the soaring eagle, not like the sitting eagle, the soaring eagle. Okay, so now you've got this image in your mind about today's subject matter. So I was doing some studying, which means um, per the usual for me, right? I mean, that's who I am. I study. I research and stuff like that all the time. I know it's kind of weird, but somehow some, I just, 
I find out some really awesome stuff when I do that, and it's, and it's just relaxing for me. So it's fine if it's not for you. Let me do the heavy lifting of the research, and you just listen to me yak about it. I feel like what happened here is I, is I stumbled across something that is like more valuable to me than gold. It was so awesome. I love it when that happens. I decided to look into the molting process for eagles because I just had this sense um, and I, I'm certain it was the Holy Spirit leading me. I had the sense that I wasn't fully getting a hold of all that God wanted me to understand. I wasn't plumbing the depths and mining all the riches of these passages. There's something here that I was missing. Like, okay, uh, you know, of course I've been to the zoo and seen an eagle, or maybe I live in Wichita. So we've had times where there have been eagles here in town um, and they're amazing they're tremendous. It's our national bird. Everybody knows about the eagle, the the strength that comes with that image of the eagle in its mind. But I'm like, man, I'm still not getting it. What I don't, there's something here about this, specifically when you're talking about renewing like a young eagle, what does that mean? So I looked into the molting process. I just figured that the verses here were specifically pointing towards some kind of a change, a transition, a molting, a renewing. When a bird is renewed, it goes through a molt, right? So I looked it up and I wanted to see if maybe there was just a bigger reason for what was in the word of God, other than what I was assuming, you know, that I know about the molting process. So here's what I learned. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. It's really, it's super cool. An eagle will go through a molting process that um, it's kind of like, what's depressing? Like as in, it's considered somewhat true that the eagle, when it goes through the super intense time of molting, and I'm going to explain more about that, and you'll see why I refer to it as being intense, that um, they actually kind of get depressed. That was weird for me to think of, like this majestic bird going through a time of depression. I mean, it's a bird, right? Like never ever in my wildest dreams did I think that birds deal with stuff like that. Yeah, our dogs, we have pugs, and they get kind of bummed out when their kiddos would head back to college in the fall. I wouldn't call it depressed. I would call it like, oh, they're gone. You know what I mean? But I'd, it's not like I ever thought, oh, the dog's depressed. I mean, it's it's, it's just not, they're not human, right? So I never dreamed that such a human emotion and experience is something that that eagles are kind of, um, that that's the best way to describe what they go through is almost like a depression. Amazing. So that was the first thing that disp- that really surprised me. So the, the second thing is like, um, it's like a wilderness season when they go through this particular molt. I'm not talking about like the normal annual drop in some feathers kind of molt. This is this is a really unique kind of a molting that eagles go through. Like they seem to get to around the 30-year mark and then this kind of epic type of a molt starts to happen. It's almost like it's an iconic moment in the life of this eagle. And it's it's a wilderness season. It's an alone season. It's like totally blah what they go through. Okay, so they hit about that 30-year mark and they start to lose some feathers, right? Okay, sounds like a normal molt, but that's not all. Um, they're going to lose so much more than that. They, they will remove all of their own feathers and they will also remove their talons and their beak. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, I I read that they can actually look kind of like a really scary looking turkey during this time. Like you wouldn't even necessarily recognize them as an eagle. Have you ever been through a time like that where, um, or been around somebody who you know loves Jesus, you know they're in the kingdom, 
but they're almost unrecognizable at this point of life that they're in. Have you ever felt that way? Like, I don't even recognize myself. Um, do we call it kind of a midlife crisis kind of a thing where you just don't, you don't know up from down, you don't recognize yourself anymore. You find yourself thinking, is this my life? How did I get here? Are we possibly going through a spiritual molting that, you know, what is God telling us here? How can he encourage us through this to not just feel like we're just in a place of despondency and to give up, but to say, maybe, maybe I'm just going through a really unique time and there's something on the other side of it. Yes, it's hard, but there's something on the other side of it. Okay, so when this time of life comes around for the eagle, um, they're going to kind of go hunting. They're going to go look for a place, not hunting like their prey, but they're they're looking for the right place to sort of hide out because they're not going to be able to fly without wings. They're not going to be able to hunt or defend themselves without talons or a beak. Um, you know, all the things when they're featherless, talonless, beakless, all the things, like all the things literally change for them. Life becomes very scary and very intense, right? I mean, there's just a level of uncertainty there. You almost take away the things that make them the eagle. Uh, almost isn't really the right word. You do take away. All those things are gone. So they find a place up high, like on a mountain, where there is rock. They need some rock, and they just sort of lay on it and soak in the warmth of the sun. Okay, so um, I take a medication for my heart that leaves me like it kind of um, one of the side effects can be not always, but in my case, it has been that it strips away a huge amount of your body heat. So in the winter, uh, I've had some experiences where it's like, holy macaroni, not that macaroni is holy. I don't know why. Why do we add holy to things? That's kind of ridiculous thing. I probably shouldn't say that as a Christian. I'm going to say, whoa, Nelly. Let's say that instead. Whoa, Nelly. Um, I am colder than I ever dreamed I could be. And I don't understand. I know I've been in circumstances like this before. What in the world is going on? Like, I can't do this. This is bonkers how cold I am. Well, then I realized it was, um, I learned a little more, read a little more, asked some questions of people who know more like cardiologists and things. What's the deal? Yeah, you can lose like up to 20, 30% more of your body heat. Cold, get cold, right? So this summer, I, um, I'm even cold in the summer. And so I'll just go sit outside. My kids have said, mom, you're like a lizard or something. Like not in a chair. I just want to sit on the driveway and just soak in as much sun as possible. And sometimes I'll be out there like 45 minutes, an hour. It'll be 100 plus degrees. And uh, the kids are like, what are you doing? It's hot out here. I'm like, oh, it feels so good. So I... I, this resonated with me, this whole, this eagle sitting on the mountain rock to be able to just soak in the sun because, um, my experience, uh, it, it seconded that like, Oh, I second that. I understand what you're doing there. Soaking in that sun has for me been very restorative. And that's the point for the eagles that they're in this time of molting and restoration, right? We know that the end result is they will renew their strength and they will be strong, like they were in their youth, because this is a 30-year-old bird. They're not, a, I don't know, five-year-old bird anymore, right? So I, that's the whole point of the restoration, the soaking in the warmth of the sun. So that's sort of what their life consists of during this great molt they go through. So you can you get more depth to these verses and maybe seeing why I got so excited. Relate a little bit, if you can, to a time in your life when it felt like all you could do was sit with the sun, meaning Jesus, S-O-N sit with the sun and let him just just do what he that he needed to do just just sit with the lord and let him restore you your defenses were gone definitely were not soaring in life 
and you probably didn't feel like you even had the ability to go after anything, to hunt something down, or even to even take steps towards something, to be aggressive, maybe, uh, even, even spiritually to be aggressive. You might've had people around you like, why can't you just, you know, get it together? This is what you need to do. And you might've been like, all I can do is sit with Jesus. That's all I can, I don't have that in me right now. Sometimes people don't understand that. They haven't been through that. And thank you, Jesus, for all the times that he just keeps us without those kinds of experiences. But if you've been through one of those times, you're not alone. I just really want you to hear you're not the only one who has had a time where you just have to sit with the Lord and that's all that you can do. So the way the eagle survives, like food-wise, what does he eat during this time, is that other eagles will bring food to the eagle that is going through a molt. Like not the younger ones, the older eagles who've already been through this process, they've experienced it for themselves, they will bring food to the eagle during his molt time. Yeah, yep. Yet again, another another spiritual correlation here. It's awesome. It's fabulous to be young, but to have somebody older than you, older than you in the faith, older than you as a Christian, watching over you, comforting you, guiding you, through and providing what you need the very most during your darkest days. Yeah, invaluable, is it not? I mean, that's a big deal. And if you can be that for somebody else, please, by all means, the Lord calls you to that kind of a role for someone. Don't shirk it. It's really, it's super important. It will bless them in ways you can't imagine. So the eagle that is molting to uh, when it's time to remove the talons, they will like scratch them down to like little nubs. And to get the beak off, well, they have to break it off. You know, it's aggressive. Like they're like beating their face and their beak against the rocks to break off the beak. Um, The feathers, they have to pull all of their feathers out before they beat off their beak. And then they can pull their, you know, beat off their talons. And when they're in that state of complete vulnerability, like um, I learned that a lot of eagles will die during this process. Wow, that's amazing. It made me think how many Christians have gone through a process like this and they walked away from the Lord. They died spiritually. Or when people sometimes talk about how they just can't ever get that back, that was a defining day or defining moment, defining season, and they just don't think there's anything for them again and they don't believe God for anything. I'm not saying stuff's not hard and I'm not saying that there aren't times in your life where there is a a set day or something that happens and you can say there was a before this date, Jan, and then there's an after this date, Jan. I'm not talking about that. You know, there are people who go through things and they just continue. I mean, there was a before concentration camp, Corey Ten Boom, and after concentration camp, Corey Ten Boom. Um, ministry changed. It deepened. Her walk with the Lord deepened. Her dependence on, on him alone deepened. But also there was just an ache and a sorrow for the depravity of humanity and the and the the access that Satan has in this world, just a heartbreak that she hadn't fully known before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that if you go through a hard time, you always die spiritually. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think you can, it can, you can go through the molt and renew your strength and be younger, faster, stronger, sleeker, have better vision and clarity as an older eagle than you were as a young eagle, but also still understand some things that you didn't know before. There can still be a before Jan and an after Jan, if that makes sense. So usually this process happens in the summer months where they can be up high and still get the most warmth from the sun. Makes sense. Um, And I was reading on this site called Bird Eden, and uh, they said 
that this is a truly fascinating process. And I'm, and it sounds absolutely fascinating that that in their eyes, this was one of the most inspiring things that they've seen among their study of birds. And I love that. And then you couple that with the fact that we have these amazing verses, promises from God's word for us as believers. Yeah, we ought to be inspired and maybe even fascinated that this is something of the spiritual process God may well take us through. The eagles that survive the molting process are said to grow stronger than they were in their youth. I love that. This is an amazing picture that God paints for us. And he's promising us that when we wait on him, when we let him do the providing, when we let him walk us through whatever the molting process might look like for us, when he calls us into seasons where you really are just sitting with the sun and absorbing you know, what he has, the way the sun beats down on that eagle on the rock and they're absorbing the warmth, that there are times when Jesus has stuff he just needs to to pour into us, if that makes sense, to kind of warm us up again, keep keep that fire lit and going for him, renew our strength. When that happens, we will be renewed like the eagle. Our strength will literally be renewed. I've read stories of people who, um, Prexy Edmund, if you've never read about him, amazing, amazing. The man had more strength for most of his life following an incident where he was so sick and had such heart problems that his wife had dyed her wedding dress black. They lived on the mission field, and this was quite some time ago. They had built his coffin and dug his grave. And he lived a very, very long time doing the work of the Lord. You never would have known. There are people I've read about who who talk about going through really intense seasons. Now, this is specific primarily to their health is what I'm referencing quickly, but this is this covers all the bases, not just health-wise, but that they ended up having more energy, more strength, more ability to do amazing things, like one missionary that would have to basically hike over not super high mountains, but still mountains, and he was able to do that better in his 70s than he had been able to in his 20s, literally literally our strength will be renewed this it's it's happened and it will he wants god wants to do it again god wants to do it for you we can be stronger than when we were young the site bird eden said that the molt at this later stage of life is a way of rejuvenating and this is in, i'm quoting this exactly rejuvenating all their appendages so that they can lead a stronger longer life sound like something you'd like to experience i know it sounds good to me I had never pondered those tucked away seasons of my life in this exact manner before. Those those so hard days that that turn into weeks and then roll into months of feeling alone and out of strength. You know, I'm looking at them now. I'm looking at those things now. It's a time when I'm just molting. That's all. I'm just going through a molt. I'm just going through a life-changing, uh, making me so strong and so young in my inner and external being. I'm just molting. I'm just going through a molt. I'm waiting on the Lord and I'm believing that I'm going to come out of this molting time stronger than ever before. I'm just going to sort of leave this here now. I'm just going to kind of stop here on this episode and let you ponder this as it relates directly to your own life because it does. If not today, there'll be a tomorrow when it will. Maybe it can help you better relate to somebody you know who's really going through it and you felt like they're just kind of not themselves anymore, and they aren't snapping out of it, maybe pray over them about this situation. And maybe this podcast might encourage them to just have kind of another outlook on what's coming, the hope that's here. When God makes promises, boy, yes, sir, golly, gee willikers, he keeps them every time, every single time. Maybe there is something that happened in your past that might make a little more sense to you now. Like, 
um, or, or right now, a current molt, if you're molting right now, believe, believe that your youth, your strength will be renewed and you will be stronger, faster. You're going to see more clearly. You're going to love better. You're going to have more hope. You're going to be even more impactful for God's kingdom, bringing him far more glory than you would have prior to this molting situation. God's word here is literally telling us, and I mean that literally, that our best days lie ahead of us. Your best days lie ahead of you. My best days lie ahead of me. That's quite a promise, is it not? Can you grab hold of this today and believe it? Believe it right now, today, and know that God's promise for you is one that it is a massive hope, over-the-top hope, so much hope. You have a very bright future ahead of you, my friend. You absolutely do. Lean in, believe this promise, and wait with expectancy as the Lord renews you in so many different ways. And he will. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. All right. That is it for today. Thanks for joining me here for another episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. You can always look me up at janlbert.com and um, I'll be back next time. Lord bless you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.